Welcome to this week's episode of Wait, What? I am talking about uncovering and overcoming shame, perseverance, Monica Lewinsky, even a little Beckham, and how to manage your nervous system and your mind so you can move on. Let's party. Hello, friends and foxes, and maybe just maybe there's just a few of my foes out there tuning in today. Whew, what a week. God, it's been, yeah, it's been just over a week since I've received a little, just minor online harassment, cyberbullying, slut shaming. And you know, I'm going to probably go a few different directions today. So stay with me. I'm definitely not going to get in the weeds about the comments made last week. I will say, It's brought up a lot of a lot of different thoughts for me. First of all, I can't help but quote SZA when she's like, "Them hoe accusations weak, them bitch accusations true." I know, I know who I am and what I've done, and that is not lost on me and the people in my life. And it's something I talk about very openly. My affair that I had twelve years ago—it's—it's online. It's been thrown. It's—it's been talked about online by other people before, and you know. People feel the need to continue to use that against me. That, believe it or not, that doesn't sting the way that I think people want it to. The reason, oh, and then they just all, you know, like when I just said this, them bitch accusations, true. Like, yeah, no, (laughs) if, if anybody knows what an asshole I've been dating, it's, it's me. I, you know, karma's a thing, y'all. It comes around. And I don't believe we're going to live in this lifetime without experiencing both sides of this, uh, both sides of any situation. If you're dishing out, you are going to get served eventually. Uh, so I will say, when I read the comments, I watched my brain and my body do two different things. Right, my mind was like, "No, that's fine. The person they're talking about, we're good." Yeah, I know I had an affair. We're not talking about anything new. And, but my nervous system was like, holy catfight. It went, it went hyper so fast. I was regulated for like half a second. And I was like, brain is like, you're all good. And my body was like, no, you're not, bitch. Things are not okay. And it was just like, whoever's in charge here was like, I got to step out for a second. And yeah, my, I went completely hyperactivated. And then almost instantly, like a phone battery who's it's just lost its charge went hypo and hypo looks like I'll just tell you for me hyper is my brain started to ruminate real quickly I wanted to start taking massive action like what can I do I gotta do this and I I said real fast to my brain do not take the first think do not take the first think Uh, because I have the tendency and a long long lifetime pattern of choosing the emotional, reactive, chaotic way to fix things and do things. Hence why I had an affair to begin with is because I, I, my coping skills have not been at their best throughout the years. And so I know that now I have so much awareness around that. So I said, don't take the first think. And I dropped into my body as quickly as I could and sat with that. And that was very uncomfortable because I felt scared. I felt helpless. I felt a lot of things. And it was such a gift because it revealed to me 
something deep inside that I had buried away. And it was a reminder of this is not the first time that I've been here. And it actually has happened to me on a, like there have been many flavors of harassment and bullying that I've gone through in the last, you know, 20 plus years. And that was why I was scared because it was like, you just can't control outside the outside world and you can't control the outside opinion. And both of those things can feel very scary, right? So when you're in your mind about it, and then when you've also received harassment, there is this, there is a nervous system reaction, depending on where you would go on that. I don't know. I just, like I said, I know where I go, which is hypo. It's go to bed, hide, get away, move away, go somewhere where no one will ever find you, get offline. It's just the absolute, like, silence yourself, disappear, be invisible, Um, and it was good for me to witness that it revealed to me the causal thoughts and the stored memories of why. And when that first happened, I, God, I'm telling you, I am honest. I'm so grateful for this person last week saying what they did because I am so clear on some of this now that, and I got to do some work around some of the stuff that was in here and, free myself a little bit, integrate those parts into my body and into my mind and work on the shame that I had around some other things that didn't have to do with this. And the reason I want to talk about it is because if there's one thing I know that is holding people back, and I specifically want to talk to women out there, and I don't, it doesn't probably matter how old you are, but There is a selective outrage for women, especially if you are single, especially if you're a mother, and especially if you've had an affair, and especially if you've made any fucking mistake. People want to push you down. They just do. And I have gotten kicked on my ass so many times. And, you know, I don't get back up that quick at times, but recently I'm getting up faster. And I want other women to see that. I want other women who have done things that I maybe have done because, like I said, you are programmed and you are operating from a unconscious way of being that you're not even aware of and you're making choices that you're not aware of maybe what they're going to do to your future self. And then, unfortunately, when it's too late, you're like, wow, well, that fucking sucked. And if you don't work through... That and that shame and that guilt and that regret and you don't let those things come up and you don't own those parts of you, unfortunately, you're going to keep doing those things again and again and again. You're going to keep reacting from that place. And that is not a place that I think any of us should be living from. And you are, you are worthy and worth so much more. And you are not defined by these things that you have done. And you are allowed to get back up. You are allowed to try again. You are allowed to forgive yourself. You are allowed to be forgiven. Now, there are going to be people out here, as we know, that are never, ever going to let us live certain things down. But as long as you can let those things go, you can carry on. I know that sounds really elementary and it probably sounds overly simplified, but it really is that. 
when people insult me, or if someone even brings something up to me and they, you know, they're like, I'll just throw this one in there. When they were like, she's too old. She, she shouldn't be acting that way at her age. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I was like, that, that doesn't hurt my feelings because I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe that I can't act a certain way at my age. But there are some things that people might say that if they hit, it's like, oh, I do feel that. And if I feel it, that's because I'm believing some part of what they're saying. I'm believing it. So I always take this as a really great opportunity of when somebody's telling me the lens at which they see me through, I'm like, oh, let me see me through your eyes. And this lens is not the most flattering one. And and yet it's still true because those are parts of me that over the years I have, you know, been known as or seen as or have done. And yeah, they're not the prettiest parts, but I am a whole person and I am a human. And that's just the way humans are. I have yet to meet someone who doesn't have some very horrible qualities about them, who hasn't done some shit they regret. It's really easy for people to say these things and, and for the other person to get taken out and to buy into it and believe it. Because a majority of the world would tell you if you're a woman acting this way, if you're a woman who's sexual and not married, slut. If you're a woman who's divorced and has kids and is dating, slut. If you're a woman who's not married and not having kids and having sex, it's slut. If you're a woman who enjoys her sexuality, slut. It's so, so, so easy to slut shame women. And it's really easy. It's easier to buy into it and think I'm a bad girl and I'm not good and I don't deserve more and I don't deserve better. And with that mindset, like I said, you continue to choose the same things that just reinforce that. What I want to say is that there is one, you know, time, well, time takes time. And I don't believe time is on our side necessarily, but I can say that over the last 20 years, I've had some time to think about the things I've done and to become a different person. And I don't do certain things that I used to do or behave in certain ways. And I do believe change is possible. But to persevere through that time and endure that time, that's that is the adversity and the difficulty and to not hold on to these things and learn how to move through them and give yourself a little grace. You know, I was actually, a lot of this brought back up in my mind. Do you remember in 1998, the, I mean, if, if you're my age, mid forties, thank you, just had a birthday, 1998, the Lewinsky Clinton scandal broke. Did you know that before that, before the star report was released only 37% of the population was using the internet. And then once the Drudge Report came out, which, by the way, like totally shared information that wasn't factual and true, but whatever. Once that was released, over half of the population started getting their news online. It is likely, I don't think we could even argue that it was the first viral moment, online moment in history, human history might have been like the first viral. I don't think any gossip has been spread so far. No, no tea shared so much until then. It was information and God, loads of misinformation. And Monica Lewinsky is considered 
the first victim of cyberbullying and online harassment. She put out a TED Talk in 2015. I watched it in 2016. And she shares with an audience some of what her experience was like and what she decided to do about it and the work she's doing now. It is illuminating and I highly recommend it. I'm sure you've already seen it. I'm sure you watched her, the series that they did on it. But, you know, as an 18-year-old watching all that shake out and then 20 years later seeing how she has survived that public scrutiny is nothing short of inspiring to me. I, I, it, I also felt that way watching the David Beckham documentary where I was like, man, that entire country when he like didn't win the game right or made some call, literally the whole country hated him. Death threats, like just absolute insanity. He'd be in the stadium playing and there were people were just shouting and screaming, a stadium of people shouting and screaming the most vile things to him with like passion and enthusiasm. Like I, I can't even imagine that. And obviously, there, I mean, there's so many other people that I could name off here, but but for the sake of this podcast, we have to stay a little focused. So in Monica Lewinsky's TED Talk, she says, at the age of 22, I fell in love with my boss. And at the age of 24, I learned the devastating consequences. Not a day goes by that I'm not reminded of my mistake. And I regret that mistake deeply. And then she asks the audience something like, um, who here didn't do something in their 20s that they don't regret? You know, in this case, it's my 30s and 40s. It's all of it. But like I said, nobody is without a life of making mistakes and then having to live with those consequences um, and how we live with those and how we face the days after is truly, I think, how we continue to evolve, right? What I think is important is to learn how to take these moments of regret and guilt and shame and integrate them into ourselves and our and our being and not deny them and push them away and repress. Because like I said, when we do that, if we do not resolve for the feelings that we have around what we have done, we will continue reacting and recreating the same experiences for ourselves. And that means like making decisions from that, from that shame and from that panic and that self-hatred and that guilt and that humiliation. We don't want that, right? And so learning how to be with those parts, which means there's two parts to it. There's the nervous system part, like I talked about, and then there's the cortical thinking brain part. I guess there's three parts. Here we go. There's the unconscious parts. What's happening is you're, when you're feeling those emotions of the shame and the guilt, you're likely reacting and thinking, push that away. Don't feel into it. That's the opposite of what we want to do. We want to go into those feelings, which is where the nervous system comes into the play because it's like, oh, this feels so uncomfortable and it feels so horrible and it's so rotten. And it's, it's imperative that you do that. And when you do, like I said, then this is where you, you take that darkness and you shed the light on it and, and it makes you more of a whole person. When you sit and you allow for the body to process the emotions of that shame and that humiliation, the one that it's reactive to and trying to push away, when you let that come up, that's when you will find out what the core causal thoughts are that you have about yourself, 
that are causing the guilt. Because at the and the, in those moments, it's so hard to see your thinking clearly, right? It's because you're having cortical thinking thoughts like fix this, stop it, make it go away. And then you're having the primitive unconscious thoughts of the deeper things of like, I'm a horrible person. And below that is I've done this thing. And that's what it means, right? And and there's a nervous system and it's reacting in a few different ways, which could be from past stuff that we've done. It could be also just in that moment because it's like, hey, they're look, it's looking for cues. Things don't feel safe right now. And it's scanning the current environment of like, am I in danger? So there's a lot of management going on, right? So we want to break it up into pieces. And the first piece is always get regulated. Get regulated when you're deregulated. And you do that starting with breathing into your nervous system taking deep breaths and telling yourself, I am safe. I am safe. I am safe and I belong. And that, I also do a part where I relax my shoulders. I relax, I purposefully relax my body. I'll like hang my shoulders over. And I'm taking these deep breaths and I'm telling myself I'm anchored in safety here. And that first step will, will soften the edges. I promise it's not going to make everything go away, but it is 100% going to dial things down for you. Okay, because again, we want to separate these thoughts from the feelings, before we can do that, we have to feel into the thing that our body's like, this is painful, don't go there. So we want to go there. After you do that, start describing to your brain in detail what you are feeling, the sensations in your body, where they are, how they're moving, fast, slow, heavy, you know, like fractal. What is it? Mine was like very nauseating. I felt my stomach was turning. I like tingling sensation in the back of my neck and head. And I felt my spine just like rattling. It was rattling back and forth. And so I spent that time safely breathing into it. And that lasted, okay, because then I started crying which I thought was a really another good second phase because I started releasing some stress and tension that was building up from the week of going through it. And then after that, I was able to just sit and breathe and I went into like my prayer meditative state and I started to feel a little more calm. And that's when I could come back to, okay, what's going on here? And I, I didn't remain stuck in my dysregulation which is imperative because if we remain in dysregulation, we're unable to make it what we call home. It will continue to wreak havoc on our health and our bodies. And for some people, depending on the experience and the situation, the circumstance, it could start that like could be programming into your nervous system as trauma. Injecting that calm, getting the CEO back in there, the rational thinking can start talking with the uncon like that primitive brain and the emotional and looking at the facts of what happened. And it was in that space that I was able to uncover some thoughts that I had, like I said in the beginning of this episode, about what I thought of me, the shame I had. It wasn't what they said about the thing I did. There was some other source causal beliefs I had buried under there about myself 
And to uncover those and see that, it was like, holy, good God, this is so sad and great and good and bad and like all of the things. Like I felt so much compassion, so much compassion for myself in that moment because it was like, no wonder, no fucking wonder you have been believing this thing about yourself for so long. And and then I saw it in I saw it in one specific area of my life and and then I saw it in another. And to be able to witness that in myself and then just hold myself with that was so powerful. It was so powerful. And it was a moment of like I can I can be that. I can also be that. I can accept that part about me and I can also let that part go a little bit because I understand why and I understand who she is and I understand that it's okay, that it's okay, that I'm still loved and I can still love myself. And I know this sounds very cryptic and vague, but like I said, I, I don't want to get too in the weeds about some of the things I'm talking about today, but I would I just want to be able to give you like sort of a roadmap or a blueprint of what you can do, which is separate your nervous system from your brain and go into the sensations and feel all of the shit. Be a victim. Let the self-hatred go in go on not let it go yet like feel into the humiliation feel into whatever that thing is and allow it fully do not resist it see what it has to tell you allow for it to be a part of you because in a human experience these are all part of it right we are going to feel all of these emotions and when you can allow for them and you can your brain sees that you can survive them then you get to feel on the other side the bigger better greater there are negative emotions that feel awful in the body and there are positive ones that feel greater and the more that you feel into the bad the more you can feel into the good so once you allow for yourself to do that then you can separate the thoughts and the facts that's where i want you to come in with the compassion and the grace of i am a human and there are things I'm going to do in this lifetime. And there are things that are going to change about me in this lifetime. And there are things that aren't going to change about me in this lifetime. And that is called living life and being human. My hope for you is that when you are experiencing falling into regret and all the things we've been talking about today, that you can find some compassion curiosity about what's going on in your body and your mind and hold yourself in safety and love and belonging and know that in order to evolve you have to resolve these things and that you have every right to do that and you have every right to let these things go and move forward with your life okay that's all i have leave your comments or questions in the um well in the comment and question area. <laughs> this is on my Substack today, so um, you can do that. It's open to the public. Um, a lot of my podcasts moving forward will not be. Wait, what? Why? Well, I'm just trying some new things out, and I thought, what a great thing for my Substack paying subscribers to have, yeah, have a little bit extra. 
Moving forward, I will have one free episode a month for all subscribers to listen to, but the rest are going to be behind the paywall, uh, which is just $5 a month. It's the lowest you can go, actually, or $50 for the year. A little bit of a deal. What is coming up? Ooh, really excited to announce that I'm going to be interviewing Molly Roden Winter, who wrote More. It's a memoir of open marriage. And Oh, yeah, that's like it's a beginning part of like the mother and the conflict of like her kids and what she went through about them finding. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. We need to talk about this. Um, so that is coming up. And then if you're not subscribed to my newsletter, you can find it on Substack. It's uh, called Wait What by Ashley Kelsch. But the um, if you wanted to just type, type, type it in, it's Ashley Kelsch. That's K-E-L-S-C-H dot Substack dot com. And my podcast is on there and all the good things run there. All right, so until next week, I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and I will talk to you soon.